did you do? Are you insane? That's who you ask. Come on, Diaz. Shake a leg. I can't. You can if you want to. No, it's, it's all that I want. Then focus. Tell your brain to tell your legs to get their asses moving. Welcome to Cobra Kai. Doesn't matter if you're a loser or a nerd or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series Cobra Kai. Are you ready? Yes, Then fall in. Welcome back to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. What's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. Just here on Super Bowl week, hoping for a good game. <laughs> Me too, man. Who are you pulling for? Uh, pulling for KC, man. I want to see Mahomes get another one, but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Brady pulls off another rabbit out of his hat, man, and and takes it. You know, I hear you, bro. I didn't think he'd make it. I didn't think he'd make it to the Super Bowl, even when he signed with Tampa. But hey, <laughs> he got him there. Yeah, that's true, bro. I'm actually, I actually want, I actually want Tampa to win, man. I want this is what I want, man. I want the the fairy tale ending. I want Tom to get another Super Bowl uh, and just retire, bro. Just retire. Just yeah. go out on top. You know, it's kind of like when Jordan, you know, against the Jazz in 98, yeah. he hit that shot oh, yeah. and retired. Shot. Obviously, he came back for the Wizards, but we won't talk about that, man. But, yeah, man, that's what I want, man. I want Tom Brady to do that. But, anyways, bro, we're back, man. We're back for episode five, Miyagi Do, man. And so, before we get started, I want to do something real quick, man. I just want to thank the people who are listening you know, like I was telling you, bro, we get, I get, you know, just the analytical report, the data, and it shows where people are tuning in from, man. So people from California, people from Virginia, people from England, people from, you know, I think I sent you Denmark. So, man, yes. it's just, just awesome, man. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, Jose and I, we just want to say thank you. We truly, truly, truly appreciate your support. And again, you know, if you're enjoying the show, please rate it on apple Podcasts, leave five stars and just tell us what you think about it as well man we just want to you know interact with you guys as well who are tuning into the show so again just thank you anything you want to add to that jose just muchas gracias man hey to all the people who take time out of their day to, to listen to us talk about this great show just you know thank you thank you thank you and like I said, hopefully they're getting something out of it. You know, <laughs> we really enjoy doing this. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I love how Jose just, you know, flipped the script in Spanish. He said, gracias. So, yeah, thank you. And uh, you know what? Yeah, they're, they are enjoying it, man. And they're they're actually, you know, paying attention. In fact, I got I got a message talking about uh, another Blood In, Blood Out reference. So, uh, <laughs> you know what, man? No Blood In, Blood Out reference this, this, uh, this episode, man. Uh, yeah, no blood and blood out. But anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's go ahead and jump into episode five from Cobra Kai season three, which is entitled Miyagi Do. Now, the synopsis goes like this. In Okinawa, Japan, Daniel spends time with an old friend and an old enemy who has much to teach him. The dueling dojos rivalry come to a nasty head. All right, Jose, start us off, man. Tell us where you're going with one of your favorite scenes from this episode the first scene i'm going to start with is the opening scene um it starts off with the flashback uh to the fight scene from karate kid part two 
Okinawa, you know, Daniel and Tozen. We see Kumiko doing her little uh, bone dance, you know, her dance. And uh, I like how the, um, you know, the writers use the original footage. Yeah. Heck you know, yeah. did you notice it changed colors a bit? Like, um, like it was super clear, like in the movie, in the movie theatrical. Yeah. And then there was a, it cut to Daniel and Miyagi and it just changed colors. It was dark. Like, like it was just unedited, like the raw original footage. Oh, really? And yeah, I just okay. noticed that. Cool. And, and um, even Daniel said a line that was cut. It wasn't in the original because. Shut you know, up. When Miyagi. Shut up. No, for real. All right. What's Miyagi, the line? <laughs> Miyagi told him, Daniel son, this not tournament, this, this for real. Yeah. And uh and Daniel said, I know. I don't think that was in the original. I just think it shows Daniel walking up. Like he looks at him and then it shows him walking on to go fight Chosen. Okay. I I, I just thought that was cool how they unlocked that because I, I I don't remember that from the Yeah, <laughs> from I mean the I do remember that line. That line was um pretty good. Danielson, this is not this is right. This is not tournament, this is real life. So, yeah. But I don't yeah, you're right. I don't remember uh Daniel saying anything anything back, but like I was telling you, bro. You know, to me, part two is not that memorable, man. So, uh, yeah. anyways, man, that's pretty cool, man. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely pretty cool. But, yeah, you know, the, it shows him and Chosen getting into it. Uh, and then, of course, how it ends with Daniel, you know, on top of him and the liver die. And then the camera pans to present time. Yeah. Which was the ending of episode four, where Chosen shows up to the bar where Kumiko and Daniel are. And, you know... I like this scene because it's very intense. Chosen's got that look on his face, like, like he's like he could be ready to fight right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> and then Daniel's got fists clenched, you know, kind of like hesitating. Okay, do I stand up and ready to fight or something? But uh, just brilliant directing on that. How how they did that, you know, starting off with the flashback to present time, and it's kind of like a curveball that they threw us because we really don't know how Chosen feels. Exactly. You know. So, you know, the little misdirection, the cloak and dagger, I just really like that. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Let me just add to that, man. Uh, like you, I love how it started. You know, it was the fight at the end of the Karate Kid Part 2. And one of the things that my brother and I, we always say, dude, is uh, when Chosen's coming down that zip line, it reminds us of uh, Shawn Michaels, baby. HBK uh, coming HBK, down. Yeah. You know, what was it for <laughs> WrestleMania? I think so. Is that the Iron, Hart, right? yeah. the Iron Man match? Yeah. The Iron Man match, yeah. So he came down the zip line. So that's how uh, we always, you know, think back to uh, Chosen and compare him to HBK, man. But yeah, pretty dope, man. I will say this, though, man. To this day, that fight between jo Chosen, I was going to say Chosen, between Chosen and Daniel still kind of um, still bothers me, man, because real talk. Daniel wins, right? But real, real, real talk, Chosen would have whooped his ass. I mean, what, what do you think, man? <laughs> I agree completely. One of the things I noticed about that fight, I don't, Daniel has no defense whatsoever in that fight. <laughs> There's a scene where he's got it, he's in his stance like this, and, and like his hands are right here in like a blocking or in like a protection mode. Yeah, protected his Chosen, face. Or what? Protecting or protecting just right just here. His whole body, everything. Okay. Yeah. Chosen lands two easy kicks, like right there. <laughs> boom, boom. And I'm like, dude, raise your hands up. You I'm know? telling you, dude. I'm telling you. So yeah, to this day, man, that fight still bothers me. 
I don't I don't like the ending, you know, that live or die. I mean, that that was pretty dope. But the whole honking thing, which we'll see again later in this episode. But I got a quick question before we move on to my first favorite scene. The tougher villain. All right. Between the two. Not knowing what you know now, bro. Not knowing the information that you know now. But the tougher villain, Johnny or Chosen, who you going with? That's a very good question. And you know what? I have asked myself that same question. <laughs> I've never really answered it, but okay. I've asked myself. Where are you going? You're going to answer it here. Here's Cobra Guy. Never yeah, I'm going to have to answer it here. <laughs> if I'm judging on on the original, on their characters, or am I judging now on present time? I told you forget, you, forget everything that you know now. I'm talking about you watched Karate Kid Part 1 as a kid. Two years later, when Karate Kid Part 2 came out, who were you more afraid of, Johnny or Chosen? I think Chosen. Okay. Mainly because he he was in that mindset of die, live or die. Like he would have really wanted to kill me, whereas Johnny just wanted to mess with me and make my life miserable. You know, I don't see Johnny as a killer. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But Chosen seemed like he had the look and the eye for it in part two. You know, for sure. <laughs> Chosen looked like he was just ready to just tear your ass up. Remember he remember he tore up like the the plants. I do remember that for part two where he had that, <laughs> that little rake or whatever and he was just jacking up the plants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. He was a killer, man. He was a killer and he was he was evil. He didn't really care. And here's the thing for me, bro. I will say this, and I don't wanna I don't wanna get too lost in this. But this is what kind of just took away Johnny's badass, bad boy credibility is at the end of part one where he told Daniel, you're all right, LaRusso, right? Because yeah. Chosen never said anything like that. Nah, you know Chosen what I'm never said that. <laughs> Chosen chose death, man, you right. know what I'm saying? So anyways, bro. But yeah, dude, like you said, I love the the misdirection, Chosen bows, which was to me pretty funny because Daniel wasn't expecting that, man. But anyways, my next favorite scene, man, I'll say, man, I love when uh, Johnny goes to see Miguel, right? He calls him Speed Racer, and we see Brayden, the physical therapist. And then just the looks between Johnny and Carmen, man. I, I love that. But I love Johnny just not believing in that, you know, therapy. You know, he's like, you got to be shitting me, man, you know? So uh, anyways, Johnny, dude, no filter. We've said that before. So right. again, real quick little scene, man. Again, we're seeing, you know, the therapy, how that's, you know, going to help Miguel. But there aren't any results as of right now. And I think Miguel is frustrated with that, and so is Johnny. So Johnny's trying to, like, he wants Miguel to be the way Miguel was. It's like you said on the last episode when he asked the nurse, so he's going to walk again? You know, so he wants that quick fix, man. So, yeah, I got to give it up for that scene. Where are you taking us next? Next one I'm taking you is Crease and Robbie and Juvie. When he's, because remember at the end of four, you saw saw Robbie, uh, he went to visit Robbie. And Robbie was surprised, but they never had any dialogue. Yeah. Well, now they actually have a scene together and they're sitting down. Uh, Chris is telling them the story, you know, about Johnny's first all valley. And Vidal. Vidal, yeah, they mentioned Vidal, absolutely. About how he drew a Vidal and he was a third generation black belt. And he was like beyond Johnny. This is Chris's assessment here. Yeah. He was beyond Johnny, very skilled. Um, and apparently Johnny lost, which, hey, I didn't even know that, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, one thing Chris said, though, he's like, you know, after that fight, your dad had that look in his eye that he would never let that happen again. You know, so I thought that was pretty cool. You know, a little backstory that they gave us. And then Robbie, he's like, 
cool story, but I don't give a shit. Yeah. Robbie's <laughs> you know? weak, though. I didn't like that. Yeah. Man, I was like, man, shut up, man. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. And then Kreese laughs it off and he's like, oh, you're his son, all right. And um, <clears throat> and because Robbie's kind of being, you know, sarcastic, really. He's like, look where that got me, you know, after he says you're his son, all right. And uh, here's Kreese, though. You know, Kreese throwing a little little i guess uh mind games if you can say yeah he's like you know i heard that you know don't beat yourself up about that fight right i heard that you try to break it up <laughs> like you know that. i like how he's <laughs> twisting that shit man he's, he's <laughs> twisting it for real yeah and then he's like you know you can continue to beat yourself up uh about what happened about your role in it or you know about what he what happened uh, but there's plenty of people here willing to do that based on the black eye he had on his face yeah and, um, you know, Robbie's just not really, you know, he doesn't care. He's like, I don't need another sensei. And, you know, Chris, to his credit, he, you know, kind of says, okay, you know, fair enough. And he starts to leave. And he, but he gives him the last bit of advice before he lives. He leaves. He's like, you know, that Miyagi mumbo jumbo uh, might score you point, uh, might score you points in a tournament, but you're in the real world now, kill, would you? you're in the real world now kid which is true you know hey he's in he's in jail for real i have to agree with crease on this right here and then he's he, he gives him his little piece of advice you might want to strike first yeah you know? no doubt. yeah so crease playing mind games and you know just by telling him hey he doesn't deserve to be in here it wasn't his fault and you know about striking first it in a way i'm thinking i'm thinking just me Maybe Kreese is seeing Robbie as his new champion because we talked about that earlier in the season, you know, where he uh, I think it was episode two. Yeah. Where Kreese was given that speech about, you know, needing a new champion. Oh, when so, he told you know, when, when he told that to Hawk. Yes. When yeah, he told that to Hawk. For sure. And, uh, you know, gets Robbie thinking a little bit, you know, after he after he says that about striking first. So. Yeah, well, he's definitely he's definitely trying to manipulate him. And uh, a couple connections, man. You know, you mentioned this. But let me take it a little bit further. You know, so Kreese twisting the events around. I like how he said Diaz attacked you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like in part three. Remember when Silver, Terry Silver uh, told Daniel, like, he ran into your fist. He remember? ran into your fist, right? <laughs> not your fault, right? Yeah, it's not your fault. There we go. That's what I was getting at. It's not <laughs> your fault. So, again, he's telling Robbie, don't beat yourself up. It's not your fault. Diaz attacked you. <laughs> so right, it's kind of yeah. like Silver, remember, he just ran into your fist. And right. then the next one, Good bro. Good connection. I had I had caught that, but yeah, you're right. You like that, bro? That was cool, right? <laughs> yeah, that was cool. And then the next one is uh, just with he says all that Miyagi mumble jumble that might score you points in the tournament, but in the real world, it's not going to help you out. Exactly what you said. Now check this out. This is where I connected. Right? It's kind of what you just mentioned a couple of minutes ago when Miyagi told Daniel, "This is not." tournament this is real life so they're kind of giving the same information just doing it differently you know so yeah you know in the tournament yeah you know there's certain rules that you have to follow but in the real world right whether it no be rules. yeah no rules whether it be daniel fighting chosen to the death or robbie and juvenile man having to protect himself there aren't any rules you know what i'm saying so yeah definitely like that real quick man um go to my next one it's just with Sam, you know, and, and I don't want to spend so much time with this. So I'm just going to say this, you know, Amanda says, I don't know what's going on with you, Sam. And I just want to point this out because we always talk about, you know, 
not always, but we mentioned sometimes about just parenting and, and Sam is like, if you think that karate is a problem, you haven't been paying attention. So I love that, man. I love that because as a dad, I really want to be able to know what's going on with my daughter, man. She's getting older. She's 11. She's going to be a preteen, bro. And again, I know I've said this before, <laughs> man, you're a couple of years away with that with Gabby, man. But yeah, man, I want to be able to know what's going on. So I just liked it for that. I guess that spoke yeah. to me, man. What, what did you think? I see you nodding your head. So what do you think with that? No, I definitely took down that scene just for that. I know it's a very small it's quick. scene. It's a quick scene, yeah. Yeah, it's a quick scene, yeah. But uh, just that very line that Sam said when she's like, if you really think karate is the problem, then you haven't been paying attention. And what I took from that is, you know, in real time, I didn't notice that line. But as we're watching it again, I mean, Sam is basically hinting to her mom that there's a problem. Yeah. In a see, way. Bro? Yeah, you're right. And uh, we as parents, man, we got to look for those signs, bro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at least that's the way I think, you know? <laughs> no, dude, you're you're absolutely right, bro. I'm, I, I saw it like that as well, man. I, you know what I wrote down? I said that I don't want to be one of those clueless dads, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be one of those clueless dads that thinks that oh everything's good with my daughter and something's not you know what i'm saying and so uh i thought about this though real quick it's not a blood in blood out reference but uh it's you know one of my favorite tv characters of all time is tony soprano and so one time his daughter you know meadow was talking to him and she was having some issues with her boyfriend and you know what he said he was like why don't you go talk to your mother you know she's better at stuff like this I don't want to be that type of dad, though, bro. You know what I'm saying? I want to be like, yeah, I, I want to be like, hey, sweetheart, if you got something going on, you can you can come talk to me. And so, like you said, you know, Sam, you know, Amanda's jumping to conclusions thinking it's karate. And she's like, no, there's a there's a bigger problem. So definitely, like you said as well, man, I will say this. The first time we watched it didn't really stand out. The second yeah. time we're like, OK, yeah, that stood out. So. Definitely, and man. it's going to make more sense as we go along in the episode. Yeah, especially in this episode, for sure. So <laughs> yeah. good, good writing right there, man. So I will go with the next thing because, again, that was real quick. The next thing, though, yeah. Chosen with the stare down, bro, with the stare down. And I even texted you that yesterday. I was like, Chosen with the stare down. So I love that, man. So anyways, let's just jump back to this episode. Uh, when we're talking about Chosen with the stare down, it's taking us back to Okinawa. It's Daniel, Kumiko, and Chosen at the bar and chosen is just staring the hell out of daniel and so i don't know man i was thinking damn this dude he's probably still pissed because you know what went down but i'm also thinking this based on the dialogue in that scene dude has no wife chosen has no kids must have a lot of frustration there man that's what i was just thinking dude so it's got to be bigger than you yeah right he's got no kids no wife bro come on man so anyways, I will say this. This is where Daniel started to lose me. I know I gave Daniel much props in the last episode, but this one, man, he starts talking about Seinfeld and friends. I'm like, come on, bro. Does Chosen really look like the type of cat that's watching <laughs> Seinfeld and friends? No way, bro. Seriously, he's more like a action drama type of guy, man. So anyways, it's just a cool scene, man. Again, not a lot of, not a lot is said, but I think more is said with the, with the nonverbal, right? With Chosen's expressions. With the way Chosen's acting, he goes and he gets to drink and he doesn't drink, which that to me doesn't, I don't understand that either, man. Chosen looks like he can tear down some uh, some tequila, bro, <laughs> or some sake at least, bro. Anyways, right. what do you think about that scene? Because I know you wrote it down as well, man. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely wrote it down. Number one, it's uh, one of the most awkward conversations <laughs> ever. Yeah, you know for sure. what I mean? And um, I, I, what I, you know, kind of took from this scene, though, um, is when Daniel's trying to, uh, like when Chosen goes up to get get Daniel his drink, and uh, she kind of, or he kind of gets on to Kumiko. was like, hey, why did, like, because he found out that Kumiko called him. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, why would you call this guy? He tried to kill you and me. And Kumiko is basically like, you know, he's changed, you know? Um, and Daniel is like hardheaded, bro. Like people like him don't change. There we go. You know what? I wrote that down as well, man. He's very closed minded. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Very closed minded. And he's like, yeah, why did you call? He tried to kill me. And you remember. And Kumiko, sweet old Kumiko, you know, she she's already forgiven chosen right obviously they yeah. reconciled or else chosen wouldn't be there so that's why she called them and i love what she said she said this man because you mentioned that daniel said people like him don't change well really come on bro but anyways i love what she said she said well you know what it seems like you two have a lot to talk about and you know why i love that man because it's, it's simple but thinking about it a lot deeper it's just communication man if you just right. communicated with people I think about 75 to 90% of the issues and problems you have with other people would be solved. But sometimes stuff gets deeper, shit gets worse because you don't communicate. You don't communicate yeah. in a relationship, you don't communicate, you know, with your with your siblings, you don't communicate with your parents. Like if there was just better communication, again, I think 75 to 90% of the problems would be solved. You know what I'm saying? So I love Kumiko and her sweet advice. Uh, but anyways, again, man, Chosen doesn't drink. I don't buy that, man. I think he tears <laughs> up some sake bombs, bro. Some gin, some vodka, something, man. But anyways, man, love that scene. Again, yeah. we still don't know uh, Chosen, Chosen's, Chosen's intentions. intentions. Exactly. We still don't know his feelings towards Daniel. We just see a pissed off guy, man. So anyways, bro, take us to your next favorite scene. I'm going to go with uh, Johnny and Miguel outside the apartment. Dope. Um, <laughs> Dope. <laughs> so uh, Miguel's coming back to his apartment. He had just finished the session with Braden, the therapist guy, Hermano Jefe, <laughs> trying to talk his <laughs> Heck yeah. But uh, as he's coming back, Johnny's like on the second floor of their apartment. He's dangling like a what appears to be a swimsuit edition. And uh, he tells him, almost hanging it down like a piñata, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. He's like, these are the best babes in 1988. And Miguel tells him, you know, I can just look at these pictures on my phone. But Johnny's like, you know what? They're much better on the page. This is a collection of the tastiest babes of 1988. And you're not going to get to see them unless you grab it. Okay. You're going to have to try harder than that. You know, I can just find these pictures on my phone, right? It's not the same. Chicks are hotter on the page. But you won't know unless you get off your butt. Or you could just keep getting foot rubs from that pansy-ass therapist. Okay. Wig! That all you got, Diaz? I thought you were the All-Valley champ. Give me a minute, we'll go again. I think I still have my Vanna White Playboy. That'll get you going. Don't you get it? You could dangle a new PlayStation in front of me. I still wouldn't be able to stand up. 
Miguel, man, he was just like, you could dangle a new PlayStation in front of me and I won't be able to get up. He's kind of, you know, just, he's had a failed attempt and that's, he's allowing that to stop him. Yeah. I like how Johnny's innovative and trying, you know, a different type of, I guess you could say unorthodox because no doubt, doubt. but you know, Johnny being innovative, trying to, trying a new strategy to help Miguel, but you know, Miguel's allowing his failure to stop him, man, not really allowing the progress. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to tie that into what Braden told them. So, you know, Braden, based on what we see is this kind of new age, you know, think about positive thoughts type therapist, which there's nothing wrong with that. And I'll, and I'll say right. this, and I'm going to connect it throughout the episode. And so he says, no negative thoughts, because again, Miguel was like, I didn't really do anything. And he's like, no negative thoughts, just positive energy. And I get Miguel, you know, to, to some degree, because it can't just be all about your thoughts. But man, I, I truly believe this, man, that positive thoughts do mean something, man, because, you know, at one point, yeah, you know, just because, okay, I'm going to think about a million dollars. Well, just because I think about a million dollars doesn't mean I'm going to get a million dollars. There's a lot more that goes to to that, you know, but it all starts with that mindset, right, that I can work my way up to get that if I really, you know, work hard and all that stuff, right? But again, you know, we live in a type of society where we want the results fast. We want instant. quick, instant, yeah, and so that's where Miguel is at. But definitely, man, the the tastiest babes of 1988 aren't moving Miguel, man. And Johnny's trying all that stuff, man. It's funny. He's talking shit about Brayden. He's calling him a pansy-ass therapist. You know, that kind of puts a smile on Miguel's face. So that was pretty cool. But I got a question for you, man. You know, so Johnny was bringing out 1988 Playboy, Playboy, right? Vanna White Playboy. But let me ask you a question, man. Uh, Who was your crush, man, in high school? I mean, who's magazine? And it doesn't have to be a Playboy magazine, bro, okay? Because, uh-huh. <laughs> again, I know your <laughs> wife listens to this. But it doesn't have to be a Playboy magazine, bro. But who was your, who was your crush, man? Like, who would you have, like, reached up for, like, you know, if, if I don't know, if Johnny would have put, like, somebody in 2019 for Miguel, whoever, I don't even know who's hot to young kids anymore nowadays. Maybe, I don't know, uh, Selena Gomez. I don't know, man. But uh, anyways... Right. To you, bro, think back to being a 17, 18-year-old Jose. Who was your crush, man? Jennifer Love Hewitt, man. Jennifer Love. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Love. <laughs> Jay Love, man. She had a cute thing going back in 1998. All know? right. So, <laughs> hey, well, back then, bro, I, I do love what Johnny said, though. There's nothing like flipping through a page. But back then, yeah, you know, magazines yeah, and all too, that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There is no internet like we have it now. All right, man, here are my girls. Here are my girls. You hear that plural? Girls, plural. <laughs> Kelly Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski, yes. Kelly Taylor. Kelly, <laughs> Ke- Kelly Bundy. All these Kelly. Kellys, bro. It's All crazy. The Kellys, bro. It's crazy. I never dated a Kelly. I may need to find me a Kelly. Not messing, man. But no, real talk, though. Yeah, I, I love uh, Kelly Kapowski, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, and I got to go with Jessica Alba, bro. Dark Angel. Jessica Alba, yeah. Dark, Dark Angel. Angel. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, anyways, that's enough on that. Uh, like you said, bro. <laughs> moving on. Moving, moving on. on <laughs> moving on. Miguel's giving up, man. And Johnny's doing his best to try to just lift his spirits, man. But he's got to be in a tough spot, man. You know, imagine, you know, not being able to walk, man. That's got to be a tough spot, man. So anyways, uh, my next favorite scene is they're back in Okinawa, man. You know, we go back to Okinawa with chosen and daniel and where karate was born i like that man i wonder if that's true bro did you have you looked that up is okinawa where karate was born i have not looked it up uh i thought it was japan but 
I, you know, hey, I'll take his word for well, it. You know what? We're going to take the writer's words for it. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, according to this episode, where Karate was born was Okinawa, man. So we hear about Miyago Shimpo Sensei. And to me, bro, I got to have to apologize. You know, it's the first time I heard about Shimpo Sensei, but apparently they talked they about him in part, part two. two. Yeah. So anyways, yes, man, that just do. shows you how much I, you know, don't know, uh, you know, about Shimpo Sensei or how much I haven't really paid attention to part two. But anyways, Miyagi, again, I love the flashbacks. You know Shimpo Sensei? Yeah. Like all Miyagi ancestors, he was a fisherman. He loved fishing. And Love loved sake. One day, strong wind, strong sun, strong sake, but no fish. Shimpo Sensei fall asleep off, off the coast of Okinawa. Woke up off the coast of China. Ten years later, he came back with a Chinese wife and two kids. And the secret of Miyagi family karate. Your sensei told you this? Yeah. Mr. Miyagi taught me everything he knew. Oh. So you know everything, huh? Well, I'm not... Miyagi is talking about strong sun, strong wind, strong sake. You see what I'm saying, bro? Strong yeah, sake, sake, bro. Come on, Chosen. You got to drink some sake, bro. <laughs> but anyways, Daniel, bro, I just wrote this down. He's thinking he's hard. He's like, me, Mr. Miyagi taught me everything. And Chosen with the line, he's like, so you think you know everything, huh? I love it, bro. I love it. <laughs> I know, right, man. Chosen is just, you know what? At this point, I'm just like, man, Chosen is just tearing it up, bro. He's just hitting... He's like, if he was playing baseball, he'd be three for three right now, bro. You know, triple, <laughs> double, single. He's just tearing it up, man. So, the cycle. The cycle. <laughs> he's going for the thing. cycle, bro. So anyways, then it it takes us to where uh, they're just, you know, talking about the Miyagi artifacts, right? You know, Sato, and it, it incorporates a little bit of Sato, you know, learning from Shimpo Sensei as well. And then I, I think you're going you're gonna to like this, bro. I think you're going to like this. So... Chosen asks Daniel that question. So you think you know everything, huh? So he takes them to, you know, this place. You know, they go into kind of like a dojo, right? Like a dojo. And, uh, and Daniel's like, well, let me see it, right? And, and he said, like, this is not for you. And Daniel's like, well, Mr. Miyagi never treated me like a foreigner. And still Chosen's like, well, this is not for you, right? Well, guess what that reminded me of? Bloodsport. And this scene where uh, the Shidoshi. You were not it, a Tanaka? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude father to son father to son and van damme's like frank ducks is like french dukes anyways he's like teach me i can do it and he says you are not japanese you are not a tanaka anyways i thought about yeah. that bro <laughs> that's a good connection though i do like that man. <laughs> well that was just dope but anyways so reminded of blood sport with that man again you know daniel foreigner american you know obviously you know I'm sure, man, that for people, you know, in the Eastern culture, right, Jap Japanese people, Chinese people, you know, they're very, you know, tight knit with their culture. So the things that they value, man, so I'm sure that those are secrets that they just don't want to give to anybody. So I can exactly. kind of understand, understand that, man. But definitely, man, definitely um, love that scene for that because it took me back to the blood sport. And uh, yeah, man, what did you get from that? Just Daniel kind of felt entitled a little bit, you know. Did you get that? Yeah, well, he he like I said at the beginning, he felt like he was all that, like, oh, I already learned everything. Like Miyagi told me everything. <laughs> and, yeah. and so that's why I love Chosen's comeback. Oh, so you think you know everything, huh? I love that exactly. because come on, Daniel. 
I'm sure there's a lot more you got to learn, bro. So yeah, I love the word entitled. Exactly. What else? Yeah, and no, just <laughs> what did Daniel say? Like we're karate cousins, and but <laughs> <laughs> I would have drop kicked Daniel right there, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But one thing, uh, they're they're and you kind of touched on this earlier. They're communicating, bro, about you know in their own way. Yeah, it's about Miyagi Do and stuff, but they're like Kumiko said. They have a lot to talk about and they're talking, they're communicating, you know, and da- at the beginning, Daniel was ready to fight. You know, <laughs> he wanted to, he was like ready for war. Cause he thought that, you know, ch- that's what chosen was there for. But again, we still don't know the intentions, you know, it's still unclear. So again, the writers, but yeah, I just like how they're communicating. Oh, you know what, bro? So I'm going to take it back to one thing you said when we covered uh, season one. So everybody who's listening, we also covered season one. Make sure to listen to those episodes. But when we covered season one, bro, you talked about Johnny and Daniel when they were at the bar the first time and they found common ground. So this is what they're doing here too. You know, Chosen and Daniel, they found found common ground, bro. So very good. I got a question for you. Another question that does not have to do with 1988 Vanna White. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So... Chosen said, hey, Miyagi didn't teach you everything. At that point, man, what did you think that was? What did you think he was referring to? That's a good question. I, I was unsure, to be honest. Um, when he, I definitely didn't think it was what is going to happen. <laughs> that's for sure. But um, I thought maybe it was something more about Miyagi's life, to be honest. That's where I thought that they were going with. But uh, like I said, it's, it's definitely not what we're going to, talk about here in a little bit (laughs) yeah i'm with you too bro again you know like i said you know i thought it was gonna be you know miyagi has a son or daughter somewhere else right yeah Yeah. so never never really connecting it to karate which again i don't want to spoil it which is what we're gonna see man so anyways great scene there take us to your next one uh the next one i uh actually i'm sorry before i go on there was a connection uh in that last scene we were just talking about one of Chosen's lines when he says, let us find out. That's the same line he used to Daniel when they're at uh, at the bar about to break the ice because Daniel wants to leave. And uh, Chosen said, let us find out, you know, if he oh, can really? break the ice. Yeah, I think so. I have to. <laughs> you have to watch that, bro. I don't really remember. You know, I remember that ice scene, too, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let us find out. Yeah, I remember. Or he says he something like, let us see or something, right? Because Daniel, again, you know what? Maybe you're right, bro. Maybe, you know, you're right because in that ice scene, and again, we don't want to, you know, get off topic so much, but in the ice scene, Daniel was thinking he knew everything too, right? Right, He's like, this yeah. is how you hit it. You know, you got to yeah. you gotta put it, your hip into it. here, not here, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, so anyways, good stuff, good stuff. All right, brother, take us yeah. to your next favorite scene. The next one is... uh Robbie on his PC or on not on his PC, but on the PC in Juvie, you know, he's looking at, he's looking at uh, old new online newspaper uh, articles and it's about Cobra Kai, you know, kind of, you know, what Kreese talked to him earlier. He's seeing a newspaper about uh, Johnny and Kreese, you know, how he won the all Valley. And then in related articles, it's Daniel, how he defanged Cobra Kai, you know? So, uh, you just, you know, you see Robbie there kind of doing his homework, I guess you could say, from what Kreese told him. And uh, then he goes to check his email and he sees that he's got a whole bunch of unread messages from Sam, Daniel and Amanda, mostly Sam, though, you know, asking about how he's doing. So he starts to respond. He starts to write back, you know, saying, hey, and before you know it, the PC shuts off. It goes black. 
<laughs> and so he doesn't know what happened, but he turns to his left and there it is. Pain, clever lane. Clever lane pain. Un- <laughs> he unplugged it, bro. He unplugged yeah. it. He's like, oops, I hope you weren't doing anything important. <laughs> and then uh Robbie, man, or I think what happens it, when he unplugs it? Oh, Robbie stands up and he tells him, you know, why don't you just leave me alone, pain? Or why don't you just leave me alone, man? And Payne's like, that ain't never going to happen. And then before you know it, the officer comes in and he's like, uh, you know, time's up. Everybody has to go. And yeah. Payne tells him, you know, hey, you got lucky this time. And bitch, I think that's what he says. Right? <laughs> he did, bro. Let me say Let me say like you said. He's like, you got lucky this time, bitch. <laughs> Love that scene. Hey, Payne, yeah. great delivery. <laughs> but you know what? Um, this is the scene where I think Robbie gets it in his head that this isn't going to stop. For Payne sure. is not going to stop. For sure, he, he he gets that you know realization. He needs to do something because pain is not going to stop bullying him. That's right, you know? man. Well, let me ask you a question, man. Why do you think pain is picking on Robbie? What's his beef, man? Maybe it's kind of similar to what you said about Sam and Tori. Maybe um, you know, maybe pain. They haven't really mentioned pain's backstory, but yeah. maybe he had it rough, and maybe sees Robbie as somebody who had it easy. Um, or had everything in his life or something. And he's just like, you know what? Nah, man. <laughs> um, or another thing is just, you know, Robbie did interfere in that first uh, scene that pain came up, like when he was bullying angel and Robbie and Robbie interfered, man, he got in there. And so that got pain's attention is like, who is this newbie? <laughs> you know, he stuck his nose in, in something he shouldn't have. <laughs> exactly. Here's what I think, man. Here's what I think. You know, me and my years of working in education, man, is that people hate on other people when they're not happy with their own life, man. You know what I'm saying? They hate, they hate themselves. You know what I'm saying? So since they hate themselves, it's easier for me to hate somebody else. It's one of it's like one of those things where if you don't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? You got to learn. Right. You got to first learn to love yourself. So that's what I think, man. Pain, like you said, you know, I'm going to I'm going to tie it into what you said. He's probably had a rough upbringing. So he hates life, man. So, shoot, if he's going to hate his life, he's going to, you know, make it miserable for somebody else, man. So yeah, yeah, I got that scene down, too, man. All right. Next one real quick. The quick one. We see uh, Cobra Kai kids, Hawk, Mitch, and they're acting like jackasses, man. So they're at uh, oh, they're at golf and stuff, man, which is on my bucket list bro uh, but they're at golf and stuff and they're messing with kids dude you know they're messing with chris who's at his job and here's what i have to say about that again real quick we never saw johnny we never saw bobby we never saw dutch doing that stuff man it's like they're acting like jackasses taking little kids like tickets at the arcade come on bro yeah. you know what so i love the old school cobra kai when they were just talking about you know, hooking up with babes, bro. Fight, yeah. <laughs> Fighting, hooking up with babes, bro. You know, Dutch trying to just pick up, you know, babes, bro. So, yeah. Anyways, but I like that scene again. Um, it, I don't know, man. Well, what did you think about that? You know, what did you think about the new Cobra Kai, the 2020 Cobra Kai? Yeah, no, bro. I agree completely with what you said, man. It's just despicable, to be honest, really, bro. I mean, what's, I think Hawk, uh, what did he uh uh, block the ball from this kid who was just playing basketball. The basketball sh- yeah, the basketball hoops. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then took that girl's tickets, and they're just being idiots, bro, for real. And 
And, you know, it's just annoying, man. And then in today's society with social media, I'm surprised nobody <laughs> was recording them or something. <laughs> exactly, bro. So, yeah, that's not that's not the Cobra Kai that I like, man. Petulant child, man. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. So, you know what? I'm going to give you the next one, bro, because I gave you that one. Go ahead and give me, give us another favorite scene. I'm going to go back to Johnny and Miguel. Yes, uh, they're, yes. um, they appear to be grilling out. You know, they got the kettle grill and hibachi. Hado, hibachi. <laughs> yeah, he starts talking about the backstory about hibachi. And he goes in into this story about how it occurred in China and the China, uh, what do you say, China people? Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Or Chinamen. He said Chinamen, uh, yeah. Chinamen. And then Miguel tried to correct him. He's like, hey, that's not the way you say it. <laughs> He's yeah. like, okay, China people, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Again, he goes off into this long story about uh, how it happened in uh, in China and, you know, talks about dairy and all <laughs> this stuff, yeah. dairy farmers and putting fires under people with sleeping in hammocks to get them off to light a fire under them to keep, get them going. But um, <clears throat> basically, Miguel corrects him at the end. He's like, you know, uh, there's no dairy farmers and hammocks in uh, in China you know, and it comes from Japan. And so Johnny's like, I knew you would be focused on calling me out on my BS instead of what I was really trying to do. And Miguel's like, what's that? And then he puts his shoe on fire, yeah. basically lighting yeah. a fire under him <laughs> to try to get him to like react and try to get him to start moving his feet or leg or yeah, getting him up. Sure. Just, yeah, just, just to get some him motion. going. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I like one, um, one thing. Well, Miguel says, are you insane? And, uh, and he's like, I can't, I can't, you know, he's saying I can't. And I like what Johnny says. I took down this quote, man. He's like, you can, if you want it bad enough. Yeah, me too, bro. Yeah. I took that down. And, uh, and to make a long story short, it doesn't work. Like Miguel doesn't, and the fire's starting to come up his leg. So he quickly extinguishes it out. So Miguel's disappointed, man. You know, you can see that, that disappointment. So I, I took down the scene again. This is the hibachi story was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty funny. It was. Yeah. And um, again, just Johnny being determined, man, he's not giving up on Miguel. Just like Miguel, remember, I think it was in season one. Miguel is the kid who never gave up on him. Oh, there we go. Good, good, good. Uh, I like that. I like how you're bringing it back to that. For sure, man. I took that one, that scene down as well, man. I love when uh, you mentioned this question. You know, Miguel said, are you insane? I love what Johnny's response was depends on who you ask so yeah man you know come on diaz shake a leg and i love it too man you can if you want it bad enough and that's right bro if you want something bad enough you're gonna find a way and if you don't want it bad enough guess what you'll find an excuse excuse that's how yeah. it is bro you want something bad enough you're gonna find a way to make it work but if you don't you'll find an excuse man so love it man uh love johnny like you said just you know trying unorthodox ways to get miguel to get some movement in his legs, man. He's, so he's like, tell your brain to tell your legs to get their asses moving, man. So again, but, you know, I'm going to tie it to what my boy Braden said, man. You know, Braden, the physical therapist, you know, because there's so much power in the mind, man. And so Miguel, he is defeated, man. Miguel is thinking like, man, maybe I'm never going to walk again and I'm not feeling this fire. You know, Johnny's tried this, Braden has tried that. And so damn dude i gotta i gotta feel for miguel right there because imagine bro like you know you're you're not being able to do the things that you're able to do man so right uh do love again 
like you said, love Johnny being the term, man. So next scene, bro, for me, Daniel, just uh, back to Daniel and Chosen and Daniel trying to get away from fighting, bro. He's like, yo, just show me the scrolls, right? And so, but Chosen, he was about business, bro. He just wanted to whip some ass, man. So he starts, you know, just kicking Daniel's ass, really, bro, as they're, as they're training and stuff. And I love this scene because they're training through, you know, about two different types of places, man. And so, uh, you know, Chosen's with, with the line, your sensei didn't teach you everything. And then he talks about this, you know, defense, defense takes on many forms. And I love this, man. Wrote this down, you know, only way to survive was to kill, you know, so Chosen is telling the story, right, about how, you know, this, you know, this, uh, I guess, community was was getting invaded and the only way to survive was to kill. So because D Daniel's basically saying, look, man, you know, according to Mr. Miyagi, Miyagi Do was all about defending yourself. Well, Chosen was like, well, defense takes a lot of form. Sometimes you got to attack your opponent. That is defense. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes right. defending your people means you've got to start cracking some heads. you got to start kicking some ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, to really defend your people right. doesn't mean you just stand back and just take, you know, people's abuse. It means you fight back. And I don't know, man. I got to give this. I got to give this this connection I made, man. Like, think about. think. All right, Monty. I want you to think about the best college defender in a movie. In a movie. Okay? <laughs> Not in real life. Who's the best college defender in a football movie? That we've ever Alvin seen. Alvin Mack. Alvin Mack. And what did Mack. Alvin Mack say? He said, kill the quarterback. Kill everybody. He's a defender. You see what right. I'm saying? You see his mentality? <laughs> so kill the quarterback. Kill everybody, man. And so anyways, I love the that dude. Let the paramedics sort him out. Yeah, let the paramedics <laughs> sort him out, man. So yeah, dude, it's just a pretty cool scene. You know, Daniel's like, man, Mr. Miyagi never taught me any, any of this, man. So uh, love what Chosen said, though. Love his response. Yeah. He said, maybe he thought you were not ready or not able. Or, <laughs> yeah, very good. Man. Love that, man. I got to point this out real quick, though. You know, for, for two guys in their in their late 50s, man. I know I mentioned one time that Daniel is, is like 61 or 62. He's actually 59. Uh, but anyways, man, for somebody in their late 50s, come on, man. Like Chosen and Daniel were moving pretty well, man. So, again, love it. Chosen is tearing up Daniel. Maybe I love it because of that, bro. He's just tearing up Daniel with the pressure <laughs> points. That's pretty badass. Yeah. And then, and then I'll take it to the to the end of this scene. So again, pretty cool training scene, you know, sequence. I don't we don't do it justice talking about it. You just have to watch it again. They use a bow staff. Yeah, they're, they're 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 training with a bow staff and all that. So it's pretty, pretty cool scene. Uh, but then we get to this, the live or die, man. You know, and again, again. I hate that, but I love that. Does that make sense, man? I hate that, but I love that. I, I guess I hate it in the movie, part two. Live or die, man, honk. But I guess I love it here because Chosen, he laughs. So he basically got what he wanted with Daniel. He wanted to teach Daniel that, hey, man, you don't know everything. And then he wanted to get him back, but not in a malicious way. So I love right, that for yeah. that. So even though Definitely. I don't like the honk. I like it because Chosen laughs after that, man. So because it just shows him he it shows he's not pissed at all. Because again, right through these first twenty minutes of the episode, we're thinking, damn, Chosen's really still pissed at Daniel. But now we see that he's not. So what do you want to add to that? Well, one of the things, uh, yeah, I love it. Great fight scene, you know. Several, several too. like training several, sequences, yeah. Yeah. And I love the payback. You know, because that's what I I wrote down. Like it was payback. Chosen paid him back for, and Daniel's like scared, bro. <laughs> and um, but I like uh, you know, 
what Chosen said, you know, the this is the Miyagi pressure points technique. Yeah, and that's I like dope. this Yeah, and I like this line that he says, if an enemy insists on war, you take their ability to wage it. You that's know, dope. you basically that's dope. It, it's kinda like I took it like a football reference, you know, when you're when you're trying to stop a high powered offense, you take away what they do good. Ah and, you see? and make somebody else beat them or make them beat you in another form. Yes, sir. So yeah, so I just love that man. Chosen killed it in this one. That's know? right, man. I and love then, that. Of course, he he also said the line, "I've waited a long time for this," which is, I think, something Sato said to Miyagi when they were about to almost <laughs> like, "I've waited a long time for this." Coward, coward. Yeah, <laughs> Miyagi. Oh, man. <laughs> That's cool, man. Now, nah, great scene there between Daniel and Chosen, man. All right, brother, take us to your next favorite scene. I'm gonna go. This is a, another small one. Yeah. Another small okay. one. But it's it, it's Johnny and Carmen at at outside of Johnny's apartment. Um Are you gonna skip the one before that, bro? Come on, bro. Take us take us to the to how to fix Miguel's leg. That was probably like ten seconds, but that was pretty funny, dude. Right, yeah. Oh, is that part of yeah. it? My bad, bro. Well, I didn't mean to no, no, steal no. your thunder. Because no. <laughs> I was like, no, it's all you good. can't skip that, dude. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I had. I had okay, go ahead. Know, Johnny My bad. was writing no, no, you're good, bro. You're good. He was writing down some notes on a, you know, on how to help Miguel. And uh, one of them was like Tony Robbins shock therapy and LSD. Uh, LSD. Yeah, that was the other one. And um, and then, of course, he sees the laptop next to him in a box. And he remembers what the pawn shop guy told him because he, he's, he's thinking it's dead. It's out of juice. So he plugs it into the wall and he's online and he sees this site called Webum. <laughs> Which is, really web MD. <laughs> which is really web which is really web md you're right and um and so we start researching on that but then he hears crying and it's carmen she's outside he sees her you know and he goes out there and you know to basically just to check up on her making sure everything's okay with her and miguel and here's something that carmen tells that i think you know we as, as parents can relate and she tells him you know sometimes i have feelings i don't want him to see yeah and um you know, because she want all she wants is for him to like, you know, smile and be carefree, to live his life, to be like a normal teenager. And she kind of feels helpless because, you know, she doesn't know how things are going to turn out with Miguel, you know, because he's in a, he's basically paralyzed at the moment, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and uh, you know, so it's just, you know, the pain of a parent. You know, I wrote that down. She's, you know, trying to hide her pain, but the end she's human, bro. Those emotions have to come out. They can't stay bottled in. No doubt, man. Love it. Love it. And like you said, man, you know, as a parent, you know, one of the things that I wrote down is that she said he's 17 years old. He should be enjoying life. And yeah, man, like I, I guarantee you, bro, you know, when you, you know, take your kids to the, to the park, you know, or you see your kids having fun, I guarantee you that makes you smile. Right, bro? It makes me Absolutely, smile, man. I yes, see my kid yeah. happy. I'm like, hell yeah, that's what it's about, man. So definitely I love that scene. All right. So now I'm gonna take you to my next one, and I'm sure you know what it is, man. It's the yeah. it's the laser tag arcade fight between Miyagi Do versus Cobra Kai, man. And so, real quick before uh, I talk about the fight, because again, I'm not gonna break it down, you know, bit by bit. But uh, Mitch, man, Mitch with the rookie move, brew time, man, and he has a warm one. <laughs> Hey, this is probably the smartest thing Hawk has said in a while, though. He's like, who the hell wants a warm beer? You're right, Hawk. Who the hell wants a warm beer? There's nothing worse than a warm beer. You know what I'm saying? You can drink water. You can drink water warm. You know, you can drink water at room temperature. It's all good. But 
Beer, warm temperature, not good. Beer at warm temperature, not good. Anyway, so the laser tag fight, man. As you said, this is this was Sam's plan, right, for payback. But man, it wasn't payback, and we'll see it again. You know, I'm, I'm let me break down the fight and what's really going on in, in this scene is there's actually not in this scene, but in the in the next five five to seven minutes of this episode is there's two fights going on. So it's it's Robbie versus Payne. So Robbie finally decides to stand up to Payne and, and starts kicking Payne's ass and stuff. And it's also Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai. So a couple of things that I like, and you can add after this, I love R- Robbie fighting here, you know? And then I love just, you know, Sam and, and Miyagi-Do handling business. But, but, it all switched. When Tori came into the picture. And that's crazy, bro. Tori came in and she's like, LaRusso. LaRusso. Where are you, bitch? Where are you, bitch? Love it, man. Show yourself. And immediately, bro, the tables turn. We see Rick and Burger getting Chris. <laughs> but man, what I love about that scene, man, it just it established Tori as a leader to me. That's the way I looked at it. Because as soon as she came in, as soon as she called Sam out, Sam was paralyzed, bro. I was paralyzed. And not so much that she couldn't walk, but just kind of like emotionally in fear. in fear, right? Emotionally, mentally paralyzed, man. So we see Hawk break Dimitri's arm. Yeah, there you go. You, you had to come in, Dimitri. And we see Robbie victorious over pain, man. And so just want to add this real quick. As Hawk was about to break Dimitri's arm, he was kind of thinking about it. Should I do it? Should I not do it? They're calling him a pussy. All this stuff is crazy, bro. Like Cobra Kai is just like, all right, man, they just, they're killers, man, right? Like Crease, right? But anyways, Hawk breaks it. Didn't really want to do it. Didn't really want to break Dimitri's arm, but he did it. And we see Sam crying. Dimitri's arm is broken. And this is what I wrote. This is what I wrote, man. Miyagi-Do at that point tore up, beat up. They were defeated. What do you want to add to that? Well, great scene. Great scene. Again, you know, I'm doing it injustice. But again, we could talk about it for like an hour. But no, go ahead. That's why I went through it quick. (laughs) Yeah, no, no worries. Yeah, definitely agree with you. The fact that they both fights were going on simultaneously was just, you know, again, great. And um, for the Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai, yeah, Sam and Miyagi-Do students, their intentions were good. They didn't want to be bullied anymore. They didn't want to be doormats, all that good stuff, you know. But they got to remember Miyagi-Do is not about that, you know. (laughs) So when you step out of your element, you kind of have to be aware. But, yeah, Tori shows up, changes the game. And then when Hawk was, I put down Hawk is conflicted, man. Yeah, Because yeah. you know he can tell, and when he does it, he looks back at Dimitri in pain, bro. And yeah, he's like, it just didn't. He had that. It just did not feel good. He was basically put. I put down. He was putting up a front, and now it doesn't feel good. You know, taking on Crease's lessons and. um and again, we finally see what's wrong with Sam, you know, uh, like we did, we thought that she was past it after episode one, when she, you know, um, you know, took off her sweater and climbed up the stairs and confronted those girls who were making fun of her. Like we thought that she, I thought that she was over it, you know, like she had overcome it, but as you can still, she has like a basically panic attack. You hear the heart thumping yeah, yeah, <laughs> very yeah, slow. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's the first time we ever see it. 
uh, come realize what's going on with Sam. And then with the Robbie and Payne fight, man, great fight scene. Robbie makes a stand and that smile at the end, bro, when they're on the floor. Yeah, that was tight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like he got a taste for the dark side and oh, he likes okay. it. Okay. All right. Very I just, good. that, you know, that's what I just thought by looking at those. But, uh, and also, I also tied it back to something Miyagi told Daniel in the very first Karate Kid. You give good fight, earn respect. Because we're going to later see a small scene between him and Payne. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, no that, doubt. No doubt. Okay. So, so yeah, that, that's what I took down. The, uh, great scenes, you know, both of those. Okay, so, uh, it's real good, bro. Real quick, uh, got to give it up to Tanner, Buchanan, Robbie, mm-hmm. right? Because so, he did all those stunts, man. You yeah, know, I was I uh, saw that on Twitter, man. He did all those stunts. You know, John Hurtwitz, the creator, said that Tanner did all those those stunts in that fight. So that's pretty dope because he did some pretty cool stuff there. But two things as you were talking, man, and this is what I love the most about uh, doing this podcast with you, bro. Because obviously we jot some things down that we want to talk about, but I love the organic stuff that comes up, man. So two things because I didn't write this down, but now as you were talking about it, I, I you know just it just came to my mind. Why do you think Hawk was conflicted? Because, you know, five minutes before, he's being a freaking asshole, messing with little kid stuff. So why do you think he was conflicted, man, when he did it to Dimitri? You know what? It, I don't know. Because Dimitri was, he called him Eli. Like, he's like, Eli, don't, don't, you know. Yeah, so I, right. I don't, so I don't know if that he also just hit said, home for him. Yeah, and he also said, this is me. Yeah. Remember that? It was real quick. He's like, yes, Eli, yes. This you're right, because he said, Eli, this is me. Okay, there we go. See, I love talking about it with you because now I can like, because I'm like, damn, like, because, and I don't want to get, I don't want to ruin episode 10, but but anyways, I'm thinking, okay, why why did he start feeling that way? But okay, he, Eli called him, I mean, Dimitri called him Eli, and, and he said, I did get that, Eli, this is me. Okay, all right, very good. Here's my second question. Why is Sam so scared of Tori, dude? I mean, Tori really, I think it's basically because she probably felt that Tori was really, really going to hurt her, maybe to the point almost maybe kill her, (laughs) not kill her. Maybe that's too strong. That's too strong. But I guess she really thought Tori was going to hurt her pretty bad. Maybe do, maybe do her like, uh, maybe Tori would do her like uh, Robbie did Miguel. Miguel? Maybe injure her real bad. Injure her real bad, something like that. So. And I mean, yeah, she's just she's suffering from that panic attack. <laughs> so it's inside mentally. Definitely. She's definitely scared. And we earn, you know, so we won't talk about this scene. I'm going to skip over it to real quick. Um, you know, several minutes later in this episode, we see her crying about, you know, Dimitri's arms, Dimitri's arm, not arms, Dimitri's arm being broken. And uh, Amanda just sees the pain that she's going through. So definitely she's affected by it, man. Very good. Mm-hmm. So again, great scene there, man. Great scene. Take us to your next favorite one, man. The next one I'm going to go to is this is back to Daniel and Chosen. Yeah. This is their like their their final scene together. After our fight, I felt great shame. I I wanted to die, but <laughs> my uncle saved me gave me a chance to prove myself. I spent my life trying to do just that. But 
Regret is sometimes difficult to overcome. I understand. And if it means anything, Chosen, I, I forgive. It means a great deal. If only every rivalry can end like this. Chosen self-discloses in this. What do you mean? Love it. And yeah, I love it. He says after our fight, he felt great shame to the point where he wanted to die. And that's that's very powerful, man. That's very powerful. I mean, it was just one fight, you know, but hey, uh, culture. Hey, different cultures, right? Different culture, yeah, for sure. But um, but it was more than that, bro. It was more than that. It was him, you know, him not wanting to help that little girl. Remember? Remember like yeah. him not wanting to yeah, he didn't want to help that little girl and that typhoon and stuff. So there was like, it was accumulation of things, you know? And I think yeah, after true. that fight, it was like, oh shit, man, what kind of, what kind of animal am I being? So anyways. Exactly. And, um, <clears throat> but Sato saved him, right? Gave him a chance to prove himself. So that's cool, man. Sato gave him, brought him back, you know, uh, made him unlearn what he had taught him basically. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? About hate. And um, and that he spent his life trying to do that, basically prove himself. And I like what he says right here. Uh, he says, regret is sometimes difficult to overcome. I love it. Which is, you know, yeah, true, it is. And um, I mean, we I, I, I'm just speaking from my personal experience, of course. You know, you know, there's things that I've regretted and, you know. We all, overcome. we all have. We all do. <laughs> we both did. We there's both the, there's, do. There's, there's the blood in, blood out reference. Oh, we, I said we, we were going to do what I said. <laughs> I said I was. I said we were going to do one. That was you, bro. That was on you. That, that blood, was me. That, was that me, blood in, yeah. blood out was on you, man. <laughs> but that is a great line, man. It's a great mm. line because I love how you just said that right now, Monty. You're, you're being transparent, man. Like, you regret stuff, but we all do, man. And you know what, man? You know, there's things that we regret, the things that we do, the things that we don't do, the things that we say, the things that we don't say. Dude, there's nothing like regret, man. You know, and, and to me, like the two, one of the two saddest words in the dictionary are what if, man. Like, man, what if I would have said this? Or what if I wouldn't have done that, man? So, yeah, I love it, dude. Regret is something sometimes excuse me difficult to overcome go ahead bro continue yeah yeah and you know and daniel here this is a point where daniel does something what i believe is stand up man he's like i understand and if it means anything i forgive you you know so that, that was good of daniel you know and um <clears throat> and of course chosen agrees he's like yeah that does mean a lot and you know he just he says something like, "I wish every rivalry could end like that," which I guess he's talking about Johnny. Exactly. Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course uh, he invites him to join him in Kumiko before he leaves. Um, so, and but Chosen says he's got a class to teach, so he can't. Um, and he gives him the scroll. He gives him the scroll that he was looking at earlier. And I like what he says. You keep your collection. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, bro. Just yeah, like that's part two. Yeah, just like part two. But uh, but no, a good scene, man. Like I said, chosen being you know self disclosing, and the backstory of, of you know of his post fight with Daniel, and um, you know just Daniel forgiving him, kind of just like Miyagi forgave Sato. Yeah, they oh man, there you go, great connection there. Just like Miyagi forgave Sato, and you know one of the things that we talked about ever since we discussed this you know, this great show over the podcast, man, is 
this is a story of redemption, man. And the word redeem means to turn around, right? When you redeem yourself, you kind of, you turn from a certain way that you were doing. And so this is, this is chosen, redeeming himself, man. He's not the same guy that he was. And like you said, I'm glad Daniel was able to see that. That would have been a dick move if he didn't. But he's <laughs> able to see that and end that robbery, man. So that was pretty dope, man. All right, man. I'll take it to my next favorite scene is the field trip, which is not really a field trip. It's the field trip. It's the concert, man. It's D. Snyder, bro. You know, and Johnny Johnny uh, tells Miguel to pretend he's a Make-A-Wish kid. Again, Johnny being, you know, determined and unorthodox. And so they get into the D. Snyder concert. Pretty dope, man. D. Snyder from Twisted Sister, man. And they're having fun, dude. And I love it. So here's my connection to what Brayden, the therapist, said. Brayden, the therapist, talked about having good energy. And that's all Johnny wanted to give Miguel, bro. Think about it. He wanted yeah. to give him good energy, good vibes. Like, don't worry about everything else. Don't worry that, that you're not able to walk. Don't worry that things are not going good, that your mom is sad. Like, just enjoy yourself because it's good vibes, bro. And so that's what I connected him. And I was like, damn, that's good. You know, just just be around good energy, good vibes, man. And so it doesn't mean that everything, you know, gets better immediately. But you just you feel different, bro. Because check this out, man. And I've heard this before, man. When you think about all your problems, guess what? You magnify those problems, right? Or I don't have this or I don't have that. Well, guess what? You make those problems bigger. But when you just have good energy around you, bro, like shit, man, like, okay, yeah, you know, maybe my life ain't perfect, but let me just enjoy myself. So I love that scene for that, man. I yeah. love the bond between Miguel and Johnny. I love them taking selfies, man. <laughs> uh, I always say this to people, bro. The only person I really take a selfie with is with Isabella. So seeing Johnny and Miguel take selfies, man, reminds me of me and my daughter because I'm not a dude yeah. that's going to take selfies, bro. But I'll do it with my daughter, you know what I'm saying, because of the yeah. bond we have. So, But then Johnny, you know, just shows us his uh, how he's still not cut up to 2021, man, or 2020 when this was released. And he's like, let me get a copy, right? So... You know, Miguel's like, yeah, 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 I'll tag you in it. And I don't know, man, I think Johnny was thinking about Miguel's going to drop off the film at uh, at Walmart or something and pick it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so great scene, bro. Great scene. Uh, yeah, man, what you want to add to that? Well, just kind of to piggyback what you said, there was a line that Miguel said, how is this going to help my physical therapy? And he's like, it's not. It's about having fun. Oh, OK. There you go. So hell yeah. So, yeah, just to piggy, I remember that from the scene. And then, of course, like. Uh, Carmen told him I just want him to smile again well he's smiling having a good time being some sense of normalness you yeah. know what I'm saying good energy bro so, good, good energy, energy yeah. hey bro feel how many how many, you feel good moment and how many times have have you had you and I bro okay so we're talking about you and I how many times have you and I we've just we've had a long week bro and then we'll kick it you know what I'm saying and we live we live about 35 to 40 minutes away from each other so we can't kick it the way we used to you know you know back in the day but we'll, right. we'll meet somewhere on a Friday night, bro, and just hang out for two to three hours. And we forget about everything else, bro, right? Because it's good vibes and good energy, bro, right? Exactly. You want to be around people with good vibes and good energy. So for sure, man. Absolutely agree, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You just forget about everything, man. Just drink a brew and chill and relax, man. Heck yeah, <laughs> but, but not a warm brew, right? <laughs> not a warm brew, hell no. <laughs> but yeah, man, just great scene, man. You know, and, and this, oh, I, I can't I can't ignore this, man. So... Uh, Johnny was, you know, asking Miguel, well, what does tag mean? And, and 
you know, Miguel was saying, well, I'll tag you on Facebook. And Johnny's like, I don't have Facebook anymore. I threw my phone away. And he's like, but it's still on your computer. So again, that's a little, a little seed for what's going to happen later. But <laughs> love it, man. Love it, man. Love D. Snyder giving a shout out to Miguel, the Make-A-Wish kid, and Johnny right there. Johnny's all happy, dude. I love it, man. Right. And yeah. then the ladies are smiling, man. Pretty cool. And then we hear the song, I want to rock. Dun, dun. Right. Starting. And Miguel starts tapping his foot. And I love this, man. They hug, and it's just a great moment, man. So anything you want to add to that? No, I, just, I mean, we basically t- talked about it, man. Just feel good, man. Feel good moment, yeah, because you say, because he, t- he starts tapping, and then Johnny points at it and looks at him, and like you said, positive energy, positive thoughts. It wasn't therapy at all. It was just to have fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> all right, brother. Take us to your next favorite scene. Uh, the next one, Daniel Kumiko and... You oh, I would say mystery. Well, okay, okay, mystery. Yona. My bad, bro. I just ruined it. My <laughs> no, no, bad. No, no, it's cool. Yona, Yona, and we'll we'll touch who Yona is on yeah. you know in a minute. So uh, Daniel meets Kumiko back at Tomi Village Green, <laughs> and um, and she asks where Chosen is, and uh, he's like, ah, oh, he had to teach class. So she's like, I hope you learn something from each other, and you know, Daniel's just like, you know, uh feels good about it, or feels good about it and starts to tell her you know that you know pretty much acknowledges that you know that was kumiko's plan all along and then she notices that she's have, sitting down with somebody already and she's like hey is this a friend of yours and i like what kumiko replies she's a friend of ours mm, yeah and, for sure. <laughs> and then the yona tells you know yuna i think it's along, yuna bro y- yuna, yuna yuna yeah, yeah i'm sorry um, tells them how they met a long time ago and she was very young and it was during a typhoon. And then of course, Daniel instantly remembers her. It was the little girl from part two who yeah. was saved yeah. during, during that storm or hurricane that was going on. And then of course he compliments her on her English and, you know, uh, Yuna, um, says that she works in international sales or that her English is perfect because she works in international sales. So it comes in handy. And he's like, me too, or at least not for much longer. Daniel's talking about his business, of course. And he's like, who do you work for? Doyona. Doyona, no doubt. Doyona. And then, of course, he's surprised to hear that she works for Doyona and looks at Kumiko and like, you think, pretty much the gratitude. Yeah, exactly. He looks at Kumiko with with gratitude for what she's done. And then, of course, uh, Kumiko repeats the line that UPA says, put good out in the world and good will come back to you. And then, you know, Daniel's like, Mr. Miyagi was, you know, right for loving her. And then so he's like, Yona. Yuna, I'm sorry. I keep it's all good. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? I hope so, because I'm about to save your business. That was dope, dude. That was dope. Roll reversal. Roll reversal, bro. Daniel saved her in part two. She's going to save him in Cobra Kai. Save his business. Oh, damn. I didn't even think about it that deep like that. That's dope. Yeah, for sure. People, not the signs. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You're right. People, not the signs. And I just thought about how cool it was that they brought her back. And I love the connection you just made. Yeah, he saved her. Now she's going to save him. And, you know, man, I heard um, I heard somebody say, oh, I don't, you know, how is Daniel going to remember her? Well, check this out. I knew she was going to remember him because that's the dude that saved her life. So just a beautiful scene, beautiful way to bring back yuna and yeah man i love what you said bro yeah he saved her now she saved him so i love it man and again just ties into what kumiko said about uh yuki right put good out in the world and good will come back to you and it's the same thing with vibes bro 
put good vibes out there. You know, if you're always thinking negative, well, guess what? You're going to get negative results. So put some good vibes out there, man. All right, man. My next favorite scene, bro, Amanda going to see Crease. Uh, she's pretty bold, I will say that, yeah. to go see Crease on her own. But Crease, man, he's just funny, dude. He's just talking shit. You know, uh, you know, Amanda's like, is that how you teach your kids? And he's like, must have had it coming. And then he's like, that must make you Mrs. LaRusso. Typical Crease. Yeah, typical Crease, right? But he just starts dissing her, right? That must make you Mr. Mrs. LaRusso. And he's like, what's the matter? Little Daniel's not man enough to fight his own battles. And here's my girl, Amanda, with the movie reference. Hey, Rambo. Hey, Rambo. <laughs> Anyways, I love this man. You know, Crease uh, again with, you know, just his connection to part one. Feisty one. But I like that. Anyways, and, and then I love her, bro. She's like, I don't give a shit what you like. And she slaps him in sociopath. And there we go. She's standing up for her daughter. That's dope. I love it. And it's a... It's really a scene that I didn't think we'd get, but it, it was cool. It made sense, you know? Like, yeah, you know, his minions, I guess we can call Cobra Kai his minions, right? His minions, his students, you know, mess with her daughter, bro. So, yeah, she's going to she's gonna take I'll up mess her. mess with so. Mama Bear. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, love that for that. Anything you want to add to that? Uh, just, number one, it's the first time Amanda and Amanda meets Crease. Yeah. I don't think she's ever met him. Yeah. And um, I just wrote down, don't mess with Mama Bear, man. You know, she's the pain that they've caused her daughter. You know, you stand up for your kids. And I like the connection. Crease was actually in Rambo Part 2, bro. Yeah, and he like was. She said, hey, he Ra- he, hey Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. he was. He was in there. Wasn't his name John, too, or no? No, no, that's John Rambo, right? Erickson, I think his name was Erickson. Oh, was it? Okay, my bad. I'm thinking about John Rambo, Stallone. John Rambo, yeah, Stallone. All right, brother, take us to the last scene, which is a badass scene, which... You want me to do the last scene? Yeah, do it, bro, because I'll add add the cherry on top, baby. (laughs) All right, man, the last scene. So, it goes back to Johnny. Him and Miguel have just come back from the concert. And uh, they're showing Carmen that Miguel can move his foot. And, of course, Carmen is, you know, ecstatic and uh, very happy. She's kind of looking at Johnny with joy and thank you. Love that. And then, yeah, and Johnny's like, hey, it's all the kid. He's the fighter. And uh, so they they end the night. Johnny goes to his apartment. And he um, <clears throat> remembers what Miguel said about Facebook being on your computer. <laughs> and uh, he, he starts asking him himself. Number one, he opens up the course banquet and does that thing with the flip, uh, which I really <laughs> want to learn how to do, man. However he does he it. He flips the, bo- the, the bottle cap. <laughs> bottle a, cap, yeah. Yeah, because that's a course banquet in bottle, not in can. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> not in can. And he's like, what the hell is a tag? Yeah. So he, he, he gets onto his Facebook he starts checking out the pictures from the concert. You know, he's happy about it. He sees his notifications Love on the it. top right corner. So he goes to check. He sees Allie's friend request. It's, it's, and he the, it's, it's the friend request of all friend requests, baby. He <laughs> confirms not even in like lightning speed. Heck yeah. <laughs> he quickly confirms Heck yeah. it. Heck yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, he goes to her profile yeah. right away. And he starts clicking on her photos and he clicks on one of her photos. And I mean, Allie, she is looking great. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. The music's playing. He's got that look on his face, joy, shock. 
it's a speechless look. He doesn't say any words. You don't it's have to speechless. say anything at that point. Exactly. Bro. Exactly. You don't have to. Say. <laughs> it's that look of, I can't believe it's true. I can't believe this is real. Oh my God. What a way to end it. Love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah. That's how it ends. Just him checking out Ali's profile. She accepted their, fr- she accepted his friend. Request. No, she, she, friend she requested him. Request. Friend requested him. He yeah. accepted her. I'm sorry. Yeah. Correct. You're right. He accepted her friend request, and now that leaves it open. <laughs> and you know why I got I got to point that out, bro, because it hits different. It hits differently when they reach out to you. It's one thing you reach out to them, but when they reach out to you, it's it's totally different, man. But um, Absolutely. yeah, dude. Ali. And I know you have to add something, so go yeah. ahead, my oh, brother. Hell, hell yeah, hell yeah. You know what? Off strong. Finish him. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> Give me a body bag. Yeah, I know. Uh, man, love it, dude. Love it. You know, uh, it's, this was one. This was a long episode as well. It man, is, and but a lot of good stuff. Um, just love, love, uh, Johnny. You know, seeing Carmen and just and Carmen seeing Johnny differently. You know, before I get to Allie, I want to talk about this. Carmen mm-hmm. saw Johnny in a different light because yep. she saw that he really would not give up until he, you know, until Miguel was feeling better. And that's what he did, man. So uh, it kind of just shifts her perspective on Johnny, right? He's not a loser. He's not this guy who doesn't have a heart. He does have a heart and he does have a heart for Miguel. So I love that. But yeah, bro, going back on Facebook, seeing the tag. I love how he does a little face, the little picture that they made that him yeah. and Miguel took. I love that. But hell yeah. Hell yeah. Seeing Allie Mills, Schwarber, so freaking beautiful, bro. That hair, those eyes, that smile. Love it, dude. Great picture. Love Great it, bro. Picture. I felt oh. like singing John B, bro. You know, your lips, your smile. I felt like I felt like singing that when I saw it, man. But yeah, dude, you know, she's 57. Elizabeth Shue in real life, 57 years old, but... Man, I'll tell you what, for 57 years old, she's dropped dead gorgeous. And yeah, the look that Johnny had, like you said, he didn't say anything. He didn't have to because just the joy that he that he had when he saw her. Like, oh my gosh, she's requested me? Pfft, hell yeah, bro. Love it. Great way to end the episode, man. Great oh, way yeah. to end the episode. <laughs> As you can tell, we love Allie. Anyways, bro, let's finish it up, man. Let's finish it up. Let's finish it up with our categories, man. What's your run it back scene? Scene? Yeah, the one uh, scene that you from this episode that you would just watch over and over again. It's gonna, tough, man. There's a lot of some good stuff here. There's a lot of good stuff here. There really is. I'm going to say we're going to agree on this one, but it's got to be the one we just <laughs> talked about when he sees the friend request from Allie. Oh God, that moment! Bro. <laughs> I could watch that over and over. And you over repeat again. that, bro. You rewind that, dude. Oh my yeah. gosh! You know what, man? Ah, uh, you gonna go with something else just to be different? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I am, dude. I am. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chosen and Daniel's uh, training fight scenes. I think that was pretty dope. I think that was just I just pretty cool just to see that, uh, just to see them fighting and and I love Chosen man throughout this whole episode man, just his delivery and and the lines he was saying. So I go with that. But yeah, of course, man. I just don't want to be too pro alley, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. All right, brother, what's your uh, quote? This favorite quote line from this episode. 
I'm gonna I'm actually go with Crease on this one, man. Okay. What he told Ravi that mum that Miyagi Mumbo Jumbo will score your points in the tournament, but you're in the real world now, kid. You might want to learn to strike first. I like that, man. All right, brother. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, Crease Crease is always bringing down some knowledge, man. I'm gonna go with this one. Regret is sometimes difficult to overcome, and I guess just because it speaks to so many things in our life, man. So yeah. Regret is sometimes difficult to That's a good one. Overcome. That's a very good one, too. Yeah. All right, brother. Uh, CK3, man. Top three. Top three, you know, characters from this episode. Chosen. Got to go Hell with Chosen, yeah. man. Hell yeah. Chosen. I'm even going to put Kumiko again, man, because of everything she did for Daniel, man. She forced him and Chosen to talk okay. in a way. And, uh, and, of course, what she did for him at the end to... With Yona. Yuna. God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good, bro. Yeah. And uh, and I'm going to go with Johnny, man, just for what his relentlessness and trying to, and determination to help Miguel. Okay. All right. So, yeah. you know what? I'll agree with you with Chosen. Chosen definitely stole the show there. Uh, Kumiko, to me, played a good part. Just wasn't as impactful as the last episode for me. I'll go with Johnny. Love Johnny's determination. Did fantastic job always William Zapka killed it especially in this episode and he kills it man with just the little things bro it's not even delivering a line sometimes just his face is his uh his expressions right his facial expressions and again the look when he saw Ali you know on that computer screen bro you know makes mm-hmm. me think of a song Menamore right Menamore de una, de una foto bro right anyways dude uh <laughs> but the next one uh number three for me is uh I gotta give it up for Tori because simply because when she showed up, changed the whole trajectory of that fight. So it's like, yeah. all right, it's like, all right, you put Jordan in the game and all of a sudden, bam, you know, you're, like you're instant you lost. Impact. Instant impact. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Chosen, Johnny, and Tori, man. So those are my three for this episode. All right, brother, on a scale from zero to five, all Valley trophies. What are you going with, man, with this one? This is... This is going to be my first five, bro. All this right. is a five for me. Yeah. yeah. The other one was good, too. The episode four was really good. I really wanted to give it a five, but I was like, no, I got it. I think that was more of a build up to this one. So that's why I gave that one 4.5 and this one my five. Why are you going with a five on this one? I'm curious, man. There's just too much good stuff. Um, you know, Miguel's foot walking, Daniel and Chosen. Uh, to, you know the fight scene with Cobra Kai and Miyagi Do. You see yeah, Sam's issue, yeah, 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 and um, and of course the ending, Johnny's yeah. moment on Facebook <laughs> with Ali. So all those, you know, just a lot of feel good. Oh, and of course, uh, Daniel's business being saved by you. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So you know just what, a man? lot of feel good stuff for sure, for sure. I'm with you there, and and from you know people that uh, that have you know just messaged me and commented on what we've done so far they've said that you know the episodes in, in okinawa have been their favorites so you know what man i'm not gonna be stingy with the trophies baby i'm gonna give it up five as well hell yeah five as well and you know maybe no it's not creeping to 5.5 you know when we'll get to 5.5 baby it's coming, I know, it's I coming. <laughs> but yeah man we did it again and so like i said i just want to thank those who are listening to this podcast cobra kai never dies don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're listening on apple Podcasts, if you're listening on spotify please make sure to hit that follow button anything you want to add jose yeah and just uh thanks again for you know 
allowing me to join you on this journey, man. And like I said, thank you to everyone who listens to us and enjoys our content. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Hey, we're brothers, bro. We're brothers and Absolutely. we're going to keep doing this. We got five more to go, baby, because Cobra Kai never dies. Never dies. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Thank you.